0: Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silowan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in, and make sure to share this Odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us, together, can let our light shine. Welcome, friends, to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. I'm your host, Silwan. Great to be with you on this Friday. Hope you're looking forward to the weekend. I know I am. Now, this morning, I was perusing through my Facebook feed and saw a heated argument. And it was a heated argument of some young people. And what struck me was that what they were arguing about, which was the crises going on right now, namely the rioting, all the Black Lives Matters protests, and then the coronavirus, all the things they were arguing about very heatedly, calling each other names, cursing, they're not really affected by because they were a bunch of young white kids, all of whom were very educated, none of whom have any risk factors for COVID doing anything to them yet. They were as passionate about it as if You know, they were slaves in the 1840s, or they were 97-year-olds with multiple health conditions, and if they get COVID, they die. I mean, the passion was off the charts. They could have been the, the, the finest TV evangelists or a writer from the French Revolution. Now, call me a little cynical. I can be at times. But I don't, I don't really believe any of them were, were, were that worried about black people suffering from racism or at risk older people who might die. As you read that, they were so caught up in being right that it was like the fight for these things is what was important to them. Being right. You know, the the desire to control, the desire to force others to see your opinion can be an intoxicating type of thing. The means begin to justify the ends. And the thing that stood out as I read this, and then I'm nosy, you know, you look at their Facebook profiles and all this stuff, is that here was the common thread with all of them. They were young people searching for meaning. That growing up the way they grew up, going to school where they did all that wasn't enough for them for some reason. They were searching for meaning. And within all of us is this desire to mean, to feel like we're doing something of value. And all of a sudden they had a cause. They had multiple causes. And they found their meaning. And they were diving into it with the greatest of enthusiasms. Now as I thought about all that, And again, the little cynical side of me was acting. I thought about an article I read once in the Atlantic magazine about Romanian orphans. Now, it happened because in Romania, during the communist dictatorship of Nicolae Kokescu, there were literally signs around the country that said, the state can take better care of your child than you can. The indoctrination of their political system was paramount to everything else. All these children got put in orphanages, especially from poor families, especially kids that had mental problems. And the mental health issues were disastrous. I mean, so bad that when his regime fell, ever since then, these kids have been followed to see the psychological impact and consequences on them of basically being raised by the state basically being raised without love now within this article here's a little paragraph i'm going to read you neural pathways thrive in the brain of a baby showered with loving attention the pathways multiply intersect and loop through remote regions of the brain like a national highway system under construction but in a brain of a neglected baby A baby lying alone and unwanted every week, every year, fewer connections get built. The baby's wet diaper isn't changed. The baby's smiles aren't answered. The baby falls silent. The door is closing, but a sliver of light shines around the frame. So because these babies were neglected, because these babies didn't have loving attention, because these babies, instead of seeing their place in the world as part of this loving environment, they were just one of many, all these incredibly horrible mental health conditions developed. An overwhelming lack of meaning, a desire to be alone, a desire to not really have any purpose. Things like that freaked them out. All right, now I'm about to slam a door on you. When a baby is in daycare and it smiles, who cares? Other babies? The person watching them that's got 20 other kids to watch? How many babies in daycare have diapers that go unchanged longer than babies who mommy's at home and they're watching them? See, We have raised a generation of children. They're not Romanian orphans. They're not adult. They're not going to become adults that lock themselves away in a way in a room and can't have any relationships and are mentally ill like those kids. But they're going to have problems, and if you don't think so, you're not being honest with yourself. And I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat or a liberal or a conservative. We all do it because we've got a generation of kids who it's been normal To not grow up in what it means to have loving attention all the time. Shuttled away to daycare, then raised by schools their whole lives, leaving their home, you know, and they're on their own. And what's one result of that? Here's what I believe it's a desperate, desperate longing to belong, to have meaning, to find purpose. Just what I saw on those kids arguing on Facebook this morning. Just what I saw. And they might be right about what they're arguing about. I'm not even saying they're not. <laughs> it's just, why are they the most angry ones? I mean, look at those riots. Who's doing most of the damage? White kids. White educated kids. White educated kids with educated parents who put them in daycare in school and didn't give them the loving attention and they're probably missing some synapses in their brain and They wish they had more connections, and they don't, and so now they got to go find them. And when you are desperate for things that are real and authentic, not Facebook, not the Internet, not somebody else who's not your family taking care of you and loving you and educating you, you'll die to find things that are real and authentic. And, you know, that's the thing about anger, especially righteous anger. You can just lash out and it feels real. Now, as I thought about those kids on Facebook arguing, and I thought about the Romanian orphans, I can't help but think, especially with what's going on today, Martin Luther King Jr. Now, what I'm going to read to you is hard to hear because of up until now, you might have thought, well, he's not for the riots. Well, I'm not for rioting. I'm for what they're rioting about. We're just not handling it the right way. Here's what Martin Luther King Jr. said, talking about the riots of the late 60s, where they were burning things down all over. That's what he said. I think America must see that riots do not develop out of thin air. Certain conditions continue to exist in our society, which must be condemned as vigorously as we condemn riots. But in the final analysis, a riot is the language of the unheard. And what is it that America has failed to hear? It has failed to hear that the plight of the Negro poor has worsened over the last few years. It has failed to hear that the promises of freedom and justice have not been met. It has failed to hear that large segments of white society are more concerned about tranquility and the status quo than about justice, equality, and humanity. And so in a real sense, our nation's summers of riots are caused by our nation's winters of delay. And as long as America postpones justice, we stand in the position of having these recurrences of violence and riots over and over again. Social justice and progress are the absolute guarantors of riot prevention. We have millions of unheard people in our country, but it's not just black people. It's white people, brown people, poor and rich, educated and uneducated. You know what's happened since then? Our society's become more soulless and I think Martin Luther King Jr. would agree. I think he would agree that these riots have come up because a lot of blacks feel like they've been unheard. But I also think he would agree that one reason that they're so violent, one reason so many people participating are people unaffected by this racism is because we now live in an increasingly soulless society. We want there to be tranquility, but how can there be tranquility when we don't give our children the loving attention that they need for their brains to develop, for them to be able to have healthy relationships? This revolution is bigger than race. This revolution is bigger than color. What's going on, I believe more than anything, is a kickback against a society that has not taught people how to love one another that has devalued families, has devalued love. Education is important. It is not more important than love. It is not more important than parents. It is not more important than having close relationships. Economic justice is important. It is not more important than having family, than having love, than having relationships, than having faith. It's not, we let it happen. We have not created Romanian orphans, but we have created a generation of children who have not learned to connect in a human and loving way. And so all they're left with, all they feel like they can do is fight. And then they're co-opted by people, co-opted by Marxists, co-opted by Antifa. There is racism in our country. There is soullessness in our country. There is selfishness in our country. There's a lack of humility in our country, and all of it contributes together to get us to where we are today. And it's all of us. It's the people riding, and it's the people against the rioters. In my opinion, the only way to fight what's going on now is with a revolution of our own, and it's a revolution of loving attention, one where we focus on all people, Martin Luther King Jr. talked about the guarantor of riot prevention. we got to have that. To me, it is love. It is community. You cannot have social justice and progress, real social justice for everybody, progress for everybody, poor, rich, any color, unless we have a soul revolution. I'm just going to go back to the Romanian orphan quote I read earlier. Neural pathways in the brain of a baby showered with loving attention thrive. But in the brain of a neglected baby, a baby lying alone and unwanted every week, every year, fewer connections get built. Let's connect with each other, folks. Let's love. Reconnect with your families. Focus on what is important. Listen to some of these past podcasts I've talked about, about ways and things to do to make your community one of loving attention. That is the only antidote to what we're going through. That is it. We want people from the time they're born to the day they die to feel loved and wanted and cared for. And we show them different ways to find purpose and meaning. And then when we seek justice, we can act like Martin Luther King Jr. did. We can stand tall. We can have civil disobedience without violence. We can change things in a way that benefits everyone. So until next time, my friends, aim high. Spread your wings. Go love a baby. Go find an orphan. Go visit a prison. Go visit a juvenile detention center. Talk to a stranger walking down the street. Get a little uncomfortable. Sometimes loving is uncomfortable. But if you do that, you'll be able to spread your wings and keep your eyes on the things that matter. Until next time, I'm your host, Silouan. Peace. You've been listening to The Pilgrim's Odyssey